Thank you for listening to the Convergence Podcast. We pray that God speaks to you during this message and that he moves in your life. Um, this morning I have uh, just, just a couple things uh, that I want to share with you. And um, I, want to, I want to just talk to you about nine kingdom things that need to be activated right now uh, in our lives. And uh, for some, this might come as, again, um, repeating over and over again in a good way that as the Lord kind of continues to give us revelation on some of these things that he's highlighting in our lives. And we know that we're, I think, next week, um, which would be August 20, what's today, 16th, 23rd, that will be six months uh, or five months, five months of being, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you call it shelter in place. I don't know. I don't know what it is anymore, actually. Um, but it'll be five months of virtually having the door shut uh, and people being in this place. And and I just want you to know that God has taken care of us. Thank you for your faithfulness and your and your giving, sowing into the kingdom of God. Uh, thank you for just jumping online. Thank you for being the ecclesia, and that you know, knowing that it's not about the building so to speak, but it's about people. And you guys have connected so well. You guys are making connections. You guys are staying connected. Our e-groups are staying connected. And I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for all of you uh, that are staying connected and vibrant in your walk with the Lord. And it's been a challenging season for all of us, and we're still in it. We're still in this season. And we have, we could, we could safely say that we have never, like, walked this way before. As a, as a nation, and I will say even as in the world, there's never been a time in history when virtually every church door was shut, virtually all at once, uh, around the world. But that's kind of what happened. And, and so we kind of step back and we want to see what the Lord's doing. Remember, we're not, we're not interested in reacting to the devil. We're interested, interested in responding to the Father. And that's where we have to land the plane, is really in the middle of all this, is what's the Father in heaven saying? What's, what's heaven doing? And making sure that even though we're getting the information on our social media, we're getting information through the sources that we subscribe to, we have to make sure that we're drawing near and we're getting God's narrative, which is point one. We have to make sure that we're, we have God's narrative. And if we're going to be able to attack Goliath, David needed to have God's narrative as he entered the battle. It's 1 Samuel 17. I would just encourage you to continue to read 1 Samuel 17. Just don't, just don't hear a message on it and say, hey, that's a great word. And then just, you know, let's move on to the next thing. There, there are things that the Lord lays down as revelation to us that we have to revisit and continue to revisit so that he would continue to give us more revelation on it. And right now in the body of Christ, again, there could be so many distractions on what the enemy is doing that we have to make sure that we stay in that place where we're hearing the voice of the Lord and we're actually taking the voice of the Lord, God's narrative, and we're going into the battle while Israel is hearing the narrative of Goliath and there's thousands upon thousands and even 10,000s hearing Goliath's narrative there was one man who heard God's narrative and brought that into the battle and actually took care of Goliath with one stone. 
While everybody else was cowering, David had God's narrative and brought it to battle. That's just, and I, there's a remnant that's going to be hearing the voice of the Lord and bringing that into the battle, kingdom solutions. And I just want to encourage you guys, even as things heat up, I mean, I, I think it's going to heat up. I think it's going to heat up even more in the, in the next, uh, up into the elections. I think things are going to heat up. And so we have, to, we have to really position ourselves to make sure that we're, we're connected from the branch to the vine, that it's John 15 is not just a verse that, verses that we know in Scripture, but we're actually in that intimate place with the Lord, hearing his voice for our families, you know, for our marriage, for our families, for our community, for the Bay Area, for the state, and for the nation. And so this is number one. This is so, so important and it's super, um, super crucial for us to maintain and to run in. Okay, that's point number one. Number two, I actually got a timer right here. So I'm moving quickly. Point number two. Uh, so number one, have God's narrative and attack Goliath with the weapons. And remember that David had a shepherd's bag. He did not have a religious bag. He did not have a, a political bag. He had a shepherd's bag. That's where he carried the stones. And so it's really important that we, that we hear from heaven. We have a shepherd's heart, but a shepherd's heart doesn't mean that we're timid. Shepherd's heart doesn't mean that we, we pull back. Like you can be aggressive in the kingdom of God and still carry the shepherd's bag. And so what are the stones? Well, start with the fruit of the Spirit, you know, love, peace, joy, self-control. These are all stones that we carry and we wield in battle. And those are the stones that the world is not throwing. They're throwing other stones. Yeah. It's hate, it's division, it's all these things. And, and they're going to do that. we got to make sure that we carry the kingdom stones and make sure that we deploy those in the battle. So have God's narrative and move against Goliath. Number two, we, ha we have to continue to serve others with God's heart and God's hands. In Luke 10, we have the story of the, the Good Samaritan. I'm not going to really go into that story. I think everyone knows it, but just be reminded that our hearts have to be filled with humility. They have to be filled with compassion, and they have to be filled with mercy. That we move to serve people, and we serve people out of a heart, the word, the word compassion actually is a very strong word. It, it's, a, it's a gut-wrenching love for other people in their need. And so what, what drove, the, what drove the, the Samaritan to go ahead and kneel down and take care of the wounds of this man was, was the, the deep-hearted compassion that he had. So, so let's be men and women who continue to move with compassion and mercy, moving with God's heart, compassion, and God's hands, which is mercy. Mercy is actually you're doing something to help somebody. So maintain God's narrative. That's number one. Number two, we have to serve others with God's heart and God's hands. And number three, we have to stay in unity as the, fa as the father's sons and daughters. I, I, almost, I just can't say this enough. It's so important in the body of Christ that we stay unified together. Yeah. Philippians chapter 127, 
came to me this morning. Let me go ahead and give it to you. It's out of the NIV. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. That's crucial. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know, here it is, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. Striving together as one. Together as one. I'm just telling you, if you read the epistles, if you read the New Testament letters, you will see Paul, you'll see Peter, you'll even see John continue to emphasize being unified around Christ. Remember, in the New Testament, there was, I mean, it was very real where people, false teachers were trying to sow division in the newly formed ecclesias all over the region. And so there was a, there was a diabolical, planned, strategic attempt to sow division in the body because a house divided against itself cannot stand. It's important in this season that we stay unified around Christ. We can be in disagreement with our brothers and sisters and still be unified around the cross. If anything, protect the unity that we have with our brothers and sisters. I can't, I, I, I get discouraged when I, if I'm reading through a Facebook or if I'm reading Facebook posts or if I'm in, on Instagram or whatever, and I see brothers and sisters that are in contention with one another and they're, they're displaying that on social media. I mean, so we have to make sure that, I mean, if you want to talk to that person, call them. Or if you want to talk to that person, reach out to them on different platforms and discuss it in a mature way and in a loving way, knowing that, that you guys are all part of the same family. Right. It's the kingdom, you know. So, so the enemy will try to come in and divide and to separate and scatter the sheep when the Scriptures say over and over again, be unified, stay unified, come into agreement with who Jesus is. At least start there. We agree he's the son of God and he's, he died for our sins and he reigns, he lives and he reigns in my heart. I mean, start there, your brothers and sisters. So, so make sure we continue to carry God's narrative. We're hearing from heaven. We're serving others. We're staying in unity um, as the father, sons, and daughters. The, the fourth thing is we need to, we need to lead with boldness. And I, I revisited, or I visited 1 Samuel 14 several weeks ago, and it's the story of Jonathan and his armor bearer, and they went to battle against the Philistines, and the Scripture says that they came into agreement to take on the Philistines, and they climbed up on their hands and knees. They climbed the, the mountain on their hands and knees, and they took on the Philistines. And... In their personal victory came a corporate victory. So 
their step of boldness, their step of faith, and faith is risky. Someone said years ago, you spell faith R-I-S-K. It's risky. Faith is risky. So you're, but you're hearing the voice of the Lord. You're hearing the Spirit of God. No one else is moving, but you're hearing the voice of the Lord, and you're taking that step of faith like Jonathan, and his, which is an Old Testament example. Jonathan and his armor bearer climb that mountain, and they take on the Philistines. And we see in Scripture that because they took on the Philistines and they were moving in victory, then what happened was those who had defected actually came back to Israel's side, started fighting against the Philistines. Those that were actually hiding in the caves actually came out of those caves, and they rallied. Two men who had a level of faith in the Lord took a step of faith. They led with boldness. They they heard the voice of the Lord. They obeyed the voice of the Lord, and they stepped out, and they actually, their personal victory rallied a corporate victory. Right now, it's not a season. Now, take this, I mean, receive this with with the heart I'm I'm sharing this with. Yes, it's about serving. It's about humility. It's about all those kinds of things. But right now, we're in a season where we need to step out and be bold. We're not stepping out to be bold for boldness sake. We're stepping out and being bold for the kingdom's sake, for Jesus' sake, responding and hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. So we got to be men and women of prayer. We have to be in the secret place. We need to hear God's voice, and we need to obey God's voice. I'm thinking about, too, I think it's in Exodus 14 where Moses is standing at the Red Sea and, you know, he's, you know, he's making this declaration to the children of Israel and say, hey, the deliverance of the Lord is going to come. Don't worry about these Egyptians. You know, God will take care of these Egyptians. And then he turns to the Lord and says, hey, Lord, like, what are you going to do about this? And the Lord says, I mean, it's one of the only places I see in Scripture. He basically says to Moses, quit, quit praying to me or quit complaining right now. Take what's in your hand, lift it up over the impossibility, and then the seas will split and my people will come through on dry ground. So we encouraged everybody, like, yes, pray. Yes, obey the voice of the Lord. But bring your gifts into the crisis. I, I want to I activate you. I want to commission you. I want, I want you to take the gifts God has given you, the anointing and the gifts God has given you, and activate those gifts and bring your gifts into the crisis. So what is Moses? Moses just took what was in his hand. So what's in your hand? What are the gifts God has given you? Well, you might not think it's much, but you just offer that to the Lord and begin to, I just, whatever, however way that looks, begin to activate and deploy the gifts God has given you in this crisis. I'd rather see someone take those small steps than continue to complain. 
the government's doing this, or that's doing that, or this is doing this, and this is doing that, and this is, okay, like, I understand the season that we're in, but I do feel like the Lord would want you to bring your gifts into the crisis. I mean, some people, I, I shared this last week or a couple weeks ago, I mean, they're starting podcasts. I had the joy of listening to a podcast. Uh, they, are, they are holding Zoom conferences. Um, they are bringing speakers from all over the world, and they're holding these Zoom conferences. They're just, they're just using the gifts God has given them in the middle of the crisis. So I just want to encourage you guys to activate those gifts, focusing on revival over restrictions. And we can get so caught up in all the restrictions that we're not actually seeing what God has put in our hand and using what God has put in our hand. Some of you are amazing encouragers. You're amazing prayer warriors. Activate those. I know that you're doing that in the secret place, but maybe the Lord would want you to take another step. Maybe, maybe it's starting a little group on Facebook or maybe it's whatever it is. Uh, I just would encourage you to do that. Number five, preach and demonstrate Christ. Jesus is our only hope. Jesus is the hope of the nations. He's the desire of the nations. It says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, this is out of the Passion Translation, Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. It has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity. I love that phrase. With his power flowing through me to present every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus Christ. Our main message is Christ. Let's give this priority. It's, it's, it's okay to talk about the issues, but if you're sharing with somebody, if you're talking with a neighbor or somebody who doesn't know the Lord or whatever, it's just, just let's just take a moment and maybe you can bring that person back to the saving grace of who Jesus is. We can get off on all these topics and never talk about Christ. I just encourage you, like, Christ is our message. Jesus is our message. He's got to be central. And we could talk about all the things that are happening around us, but somehow we, let's bring it back to who Jesus is. I was taught years ago when in distant how to, how to win souls to Jesus, like, don't let the conversation dr too, drift too far away from the cross. So if I'm talking to somebody and they start talking about the book of Revelation and about the dragons and about the ten heads and, you know, all these things in Revelation, spend some time with that person in, the, in Revelation and discuss things a little bit, but bring, it, bring the conversation back to Jesus. And I would encourage you, we have these conversations, but bring the conversations back to Jesus. He is our main message. 
And he is what unites us. Number six, look for ways and opportunities to gather in person. Man, I'm running out of time. The word ecclesia, which we're very familiar with in this house, the word there means, the word means assembly. It, it means to gather together. And I think it was some, someone who says it's, it's hard to have a non-assembly assembly with what's going on today. And I would encourage you, look for ways and opportunities to gather in person together as Christ's ecclesia. I appreciate the online. I appreciate technology. I'm glad you're all viewing. I, I love that. I love how the Lord has given revelation to people to actually equip and all the technology all around the world, all that kind of stuff. It's crazy and it's amazing. It doesn't replace being with people in the flesh. You know, for the few people that are in this room, it's important that I see you, like all of you. You know, there's not a time when you can turn the screen off, you know, like you do on a Zoom call. It's, it's, I could see you all, and it's, and I could see, I could see your, you know, your faith, your emotions, your, you know, I could hear you, I could talk. We're created to be with people. I'm just thinking about, I know I said this before, I was thinking about the Apostle Paul or like, what if they said, like, you can't visit the temple, like, off limits, and they shut the door for five, four or five months? There would be an uproar. Yeah. And I just push in that out as food for thought. I think that in the season that we're, we were in, that we are in, valuable, important. But I think we're now in this season where it's time to gather. It's time to gather. It's time to connect. It's to, like, even being in this room... This morning during worship, you can't, I, I pray you get this online. I pray supernaturally you get this online, you know, uh, at, at the full impact that we're getting it today. It's just the worship was amazing and the presence of the Lord was amazing. But there is, there is power in the gathering. And, and really the, the, the verses that you can begin meditating on are Hebrews chapter 10. 24 and 25. Let me read it to you. First out of the New King James. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. It's a command. Don't forsake the assembling of of ourselves together. I know we could do that online, but it's not the same. As in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let me read it to you out of the Passion Translation. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing, because we need each other. We need each other. We need each other in person. And in the flesh, we need each other. So look for opportunities to gather in person. If you're at home and Sunday morning hits, invite some convergence people or invite some people over. Connect with people. Have, I think they're calling them house parties. 
Maybe some of you are connected into a house party where you're connecting on Sunday morning and you're gathering corporately together. Just start bringing people in. Number seven, continue to be salt, light, and leaven in the dough of our culture. The sheer nature of ecclesia is governmental. And I, would, I just don't have time to talk about this. This is a future date. But the sheer nature of ecclesia is governmental. And so it says that we are to be leavened and we are to be put into the dough of our culture to influence culture. Number eight, we need to live righteously, continue to live righteously. Matthew chapter 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom and what? And his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Listen to Titus chapter, three, uh, chapter 2 verse 12 teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Matthew 13, verse 43, then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. And then Hebrews 1, 9, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. You you, are you kind of getting that? I don't have time to develop it, but when we love righteousness, we shine and the oil of gladness fills our hearts like the Lord is well pleased. And there's a, we're in a season now too, I feel like we're in a season like the Lord is is commanding us, I would say the Spirit of God is brooding over the body, telling us to deepen this level of living righteously out of intimacy. Make sure we don't live righteously to conform to the Word, which is, which is to obey the, the Word is okay, it's good, but you're going to be disappointed in just trying to obey the Word of God and try and live righteously without intimacy with God. So we, draw, we come to that secret place. We ask the Lord to fill us, continue to fill us. We want to be more like you, conforming into your image and conforming into your likeness. And as a result, the, the flow, the anointing, the presence of the Lord that inhabits a heart that says, God, I want more, we begin to live righteously. It's out of the place of intimacy that I actually begin to live righteously. That's why the enemy is always going to try and take that intimate place out from under you so that you could actually, you actually lose your level of influence in the city or in the people that you run with or even living rightly before God. We're in a season where we have to, we have to deepen that level of righteousness. We never bring the Word of God down to our level. We never bring the Word of God down to our, what we would call our standard of living or the, the way we want to live. No, no, no. The Word of God is held high, and we live up to it, but we come to the place where we receive oil, the presence of the Lord, so this is actually not striving. It's just God coming in our hearts in a deeper way where we just begin to live it. And so, I just want to encourage you that we're in that place. 
we need to continue to live righteously. And lastly, I just don't have time to develop this, but I maybe in a future date. Live knowing that you will face opposition by being a believer, by actually running in his kingdom uh, and his reign in our own lives. And if you read the book of Acts, you'll see they loved Jesus with all their heart and they met opposition. But they never let opposition stop the spreading of the gospel. I mean, I, I would encourage you to take the book of Acts, begin, just begin reading it. You know, start with chapter, you can even start with chapter 2, begin reading 3, 4. You know, the, the, the man who was healed at the gate, beautiful, wonderful, thank God for the miracle. Then opposition, chapter 4, opposition, chapter 5, opposition, chapter 6. Opposition chapter 7, Stephen is killed, the martyr in chapter 7. There's a persecution. People are scattered all over the region in Acts chapter 8. Saul gets saved in Acts chapter 9. The power of the Holy Spirit falls in Acts chapter 2, but 3 through 8 is all about persecution. And and in the New King James, I think it says that they rejoiced for the shame of his name. In other words, these apostles weren't just rebuked. These apostles were beat. They, were, they received 39 lashes. And they came back saying, we better quiet it down. We better shut it down. We better not do this. No, no, no. They came back and they, they actually rejoiced and they counted it being worthy of receiving the, the 39 lashes for the sake of his name. And we might be entering into a season, I don't know. We might be entering into a season where the, the opposition that will, only, that will continue to increase. And if you study church history, we've never been away from persecution. Just look at other nations of the earth, China, Iran, Iraq, like these other nations of the world. We have, we have been blessed and we have been uh, extremely privileged in our country. And so, but just know that someone says, like, where opposition like a badge or criticism like a badge like that's what the apostles did for the sake of the name not just for the cause for the name and so I just want to encourage you guys I want to encourage you with that last one <laughs> opposition's going to come but treat opposition as not like hey this is not God's will for my life or we better shrink back no they prayed for boldness because they wanted to carry the message to people who didn't know Christ. And we know 3,000 got saved. We know 10,000 got saved. We know whole cities got saved. I think in a year and a half from Acts chapter 1 to Acts chapter 8, about 20,000 people got saved in Jerusalem. And those were just the Jews. It was not the Hellenistic Jews, it wasn't. Oh, I guess it was, but it wasn't the Gentiles. That didn't come until Acts chapter 10. 
So let's continue with God's narrative. Let's serve others with God's heart. Let's stay in unity. Let's, let's contend for that. Let's lead with boldness. Which, let's preach and demonstrate Christ. Remember, he is the only answer. Let's look for ways and opportunities to gather in person, continue to be salt and light, live righteously, and expect opposition. And that's okay because Jesus is Lord. Let me pray with you guys, and then we'll wrap up today. Father, thank you for <clears throat> what you're doing in the middle of all this, the crisis that we're in. We recognize we haven't been in this place before, and we're turning more and more to you in this season. And as things might, I don't know, heat up, we want to stay vitally connected to the heart of the Lord and that we're hearing from heaven, not only for, say, the church, capital C, but for our, our families and our homes, that you are our provider in all things. We just want to respond to heaven. We want to serve people well. We want to lead well. God, I pray that you give your people boldness, activating their gifts, Lord, we thank you for that, Lord. Help us to live righteously. Help us to not shrink back when opposition comes. Help us to be bold. And we give you praise for it, Lord God. Now, I pray that you would bless every single person that's listening, every single person in this room, obviously, but by YouTube or however way, maybe even during the middle of the week. Lord, we just pray that um, you would speak to their hearts today. And we give you praise in the name. Thanks again for listening. For more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. God bless.